everybody. This is Aaron Hood with the Voice of My Beloved podcast. We got a special, uh, special message for y'all today. I got Braden Waller here, and we're going to be going over some uh, some notes that he's put together. Uh, it's a little bit different than our our normal um, routine, um, but uh, it's very needed as we're going to see as we go on. So we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to put the NFL on trial. I think Braden has titled this message, and uh, so. We're going to dive right into some uh, facts about the NFL, some of the, the background behind it, and really what it is. Uh, show it for what it really is. And so that's what our hope is today. Yeah, I think this is going to be interesting for some of you. Uh, just I just did some research yesterday and just looking into things and just wanting to know. And I, I hope you have an open mind just to hear some of these facts, things that are out there. On You can find them yourself if you want to. Um, Many of you may not even be that much interested in football. I don't know how many of our listeners are really into football in the first place, but maybe this is some inf- information that you could share with your friends right. that yeah. will help them. And, and could too. even, you know, as part of this is actually going to go into sports in general. Like the whole idea, we're going to tie it back to maybe where, you know, sports originated from. And uh, Braden and I both love sports, love to play sports right. and be active. Um, but uh, it also has another side, a uh, very destructive side and a destructive face to it. We want to expose it for what it is. So, Right. So opening up here, I just want to look at the element of NFL particular uh, among sports has a very big issue with injuries right. that people are getting injured on the field. Uh, I saw one story yesterday as I was looking up this topic and one Christian coach was actually teaching his players how to hit their opponent in the knees to actually cause injuries. Right. And he was asked years later if he regretted that. He said, no, you know, this is just part of the game. You know, <laughs> injuring, trying to injure people, training the players how to injure others by hitting them in the knees in a, in a way that will cause long-term damage. Right. So it, because if they can do that well, then they can actually take out some of the star players of the other team. Right. And so it's just like, well, this is part of the game. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of a strategy, they would say. You know, kind of a thing. Right. But, you know, so the question for us is, okay, you know, we, we don't see the NFL as being like the gladiators of old where they're actually trying to kill people. But there is something, an element of that where they're trying to injure people. There's, right. there's an element of the training that is, they want to injure these other people. Yeah. And, we, you know, we definitely don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, pro, uh, going for that. We don't want to try and, uh, what's the word? We don't want to, uh, you know, like justify, you know, you know, injuring people. Purposely You're injuring purposely people. injuring other people, <laughs> right. you know. It's, uh, it's definitely not something we want to be a part of. Aaron and I certainly had our share of injuries growing up, playing games and stuff. Right. But yeah, we never we never were out to like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn how to do this so I can hurt my brother. Yeah, as a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, my dad, you know, he would always say, you know, I never get hurt unless I'm playing. <laughs> right. so, you know, more Braden and I, our injuries, you know, a lot of them were actually when we were playing a game and trying to have a good time. You know, right. We, we put ourselves into it. So it's, it's not... Or, you know, be, we want to be clear that we don't think that you can't have fun or right. that, you know, playing a game is, is such a terrible thing. But if part of the game is trying to purposely hurt the other player, then, you know, maybe there's we should step back and evaluate that a little bit. <laughs> so It becomes more that gladiator level. Right. Of You know, there's people getting injured here. Should I really be supporting this? Right. Take them out. Here's a quote. Uh, it says, before the former American football player Dave Duerson killed himself, he asked, that his brain be left to researchers studying head injuries among athletes. What it revealed shocked the scientist. The lapses in memory, the mood swings, the piercing headaches on the left side of his head, the difficulty spelling simple words, the blurred eyesight, and hanging over it all was his fear that both his material and physical decline might not be coincidental. That they might have been caused by injuries to his brain suffered playing the game he loved so much, football. Yeah. Yeah, that's... 
a packed statement. You know, yeah, you, you, I mean, a lot of the, in you know, one of these this next fact here is like as NPR reports, more than three thousand eight hundred football players have now sued the NFL uh, over their head injuries. I mean, that NPR, you know, it's not somebody who's, um, <laughs> you know, would be called a conservative uh, radio station, but this is just the facts. You know, and there's right. a, a large percentage of injuries, and a lot of this stuff is you know, still pretty fresh, um, from my understanding. So yeah, there's a, some, you know, something here and I know they've taken steps to try and, but you know, it's that aggression, you know, that partly makes it so watched, you right. know, you know, like, Oh, that was such a hard hit or, right. you know, he, like he just <laughs> nailed that guy, you know, we, we heard those things. And, uh, so like, what's it, you know, what is it really, are we watching it, you know, for the strategy of it or, you know, what, what really is it? It's causing us to watch it. These elements can be in other sports, but the NFL particularly. I mean, my own dad, he was really big into sports, played college football. He said these head injuries were, I mean, you're busting into people's heads. And even with the helmet, there's still an impact level there that we're seeing. The, the research is showing us that there's a lot of concussions going on. Right, yeah. The NFL reported 228 cases of diagnosed concussions in the 2013 season. Uh, and then another thing here, research conducted on almost 100 deceased NFL players revealed that over 95% of them tested positive for degenerative brain disease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know from a fact, you know, a lot of even um, uh, Muhammad Ali and boxers, you know, getting hit in the head continuously right. over and over again, you know, causes this, you know, and it's it's for the love of money, right? I mean, it's just right. th this love of money that fuels this sport or desire. You know, there's a love of the game, yes, but if you weren't getting paid for it, you know, you might not be so prone to take such a beating for it, you know? Right. And uh, it really is, you know, it's it's the same as, you know, smoking or doing drugs or, you know, mm -hmm. anything that's harmful to your body. You know, this is, the research is proving that this is very hard on your body, especially for a long extent of time. I remember my dad telling me that there was a certain drug that they were introducing to players to help them play better. And he said that with the giving of this drug, they were actually telling players, hey, this is very likely to cause long-term damage to your health you know show up 10 or 15 years from now he said it was shocking how many people would actually Still take this drug yeah it was all in the moment uh, right. and so question ask yourself is it good to participate in something that's going to cause long-term health problems or to even condone it right you know long-term you're, you're basically if you're giving money towards it or you're watching it you're approving of this long-term right health damage in a sense not as bad as the gladiators but yeah, there's an element there. there there's an element <laughs> that the research pro pulls out. And, you know, besides, you know, besides that, you know, there's other things, you know, we all have different things, you know, that's hard for our health, you know, and, and different varying things like even overeating, you know, is, you know, difficulty for our health. And, you know, we all have those things, but it's a, it's such, there's so much money behind this industry. Right. And it's such uh, an accepted thing. Um, the, what the NFL stands for or advocates and what happens behind the scenes is uh, what we're going to go into next and, and why we feel like you should not even watch the the Super Bowl, the NFL. And this is coming up because we know Braden's done some research. The NFL is coming up, and it is. The, the Super Bowl, yeah, February 13th coming up here. Right, and so we're, we're trying to make you aware and that maybe this time, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of reasons we're going to go into more. But the question to ask yourself is, is it, we, we know that it may not be destructive you know, you're not supporting it maybe by just watching it, but we want to get into the real nitty gritty of like, are you participating in it? Is it becoming a part of you because you're watching it? And those kind of questions. So we got some, another thing, you know, the NFL is pro that is very destructive is they're pro gay. Yeah. You know, in, yeah, in June, the National Football League embraced the part, the start 
of Pride Month this week by sharing its famed logo in rainbow colors in a show of support and solidarity with LGBTQ community. And uh, for us as Christians, it's, you know, there's a certain element that, not a certain element, there's a, a final, you know, there's a real finality in not wanting to support this movement. Right. If someone's openly saying, hey, we're totally behind this, how much should we really just be jumping in there going, supporting not only with our money, but with our presence? Yeah. There's just some basic questions, you know, how, how supportive should we be of this whole thing? Right. Another thing here, as usual, the Super Bowl ranks as easily the most watched event in sports and actually of all U.S. television, averaging 96.4 million across all platforms. So let's stop, take a step back here. What is the U.S. population? Right. 333 million, roughly. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a very large percentage. You're looking at, I mean, that's, that's including children. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a good, a good third yeah. of every household in America. This is, you could accurately say this is the most unifying event in America. In, in America. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, of everything crazy. out yeah. there, the Super Bowl is the most unifying event. A third of every of all households across America are going to watch this. Are going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just even thinking about, you know, churches, you know, are, or will be sure to end early so that people can get back in time to watch <laughs> right. the Super Bowl. And that always boggled my mind. I mean, I just like to, for a Sunday, you know, for a, to, to even be mindful of it. I mean, some some churches even go as far as to, you know, have colors uh, for the, the game or, you know, right. like teach a sermon on, you know, how you're supposed to, you know, run the race as if to, you know, like to promote something of this this nature. And I am I just know that it saddens the Father's heart so much, you know, that right. we make sure that uh, we make that appointment and, and, and miss that appointed time with him. Right. That's a, a real thing that I feel like we – you know, at the, at the worst, it's just a, at the, at the very least, it's a waste of time. Right. I mean, I, th- I think that's what we're trying to come across with. And, and hopefully we're not being, you know, we're, <laughs> you know, we prayed and I were talking this a little bit different podcast because we try uh, our hardest not to be condemning. And, and we're hoping that's right. not coming to truth. We just want to present the facts and uh, what's behind the mask of this monster. And yeah. uh, hopefully the father will speak to your heart in it. And uh, yeah, that's really our heart. Yeah. I think a baseline question for me is, who are my heroes? Who are your heroes? Right, your peers. Yeah. And in American society, a lot of people's heroes are sports stars. Yeah. And there's this deception that happens when, you know, people are, are setting these people up on pedestals. They're their role models. You know, they, they want to wear the same shoes they, these sports stars wear. Right. They want to, you know, dress like these guys wear. Well, a big question should be, what do their lives look like? You know, are they, are these actually people that we should should be looking up to are these actually good role models right. you know? yeah. <laughs> and with some exceptions i mean you got the tim tebow's out there and i, you know, I applaud these guys yeah. they're trying to be a light in a dark place um, but by and large i think you're safe to say the majority of these sports stars are not godly right. role models yeah i mean it's, it's such a a detached thing because you know we, we hear stories about you know guys uh, sports stars going to jail and you know and having duis and alcohol and drug problems same thing with movie stars you know they we see them in these films or in something and we like oh that they're so honorable or they're so this in this film but they're it's not a reality it's a fake reality i mean it's like this what are these people really is what happens in their everyday lives and and almost across the board their lives are a wreck Right. an absolute mess, you know, probably divorce and unfaithfulness and, and, and many things. And I, and I don't say that, you know, even wishing that on them, but it's just, right. 
it, it kind of is just the way it is, you know. So take a, a close look, you know, and, um, you know, who your peers are is who you will be like, you know, who right. you value, you know, that and you're looking to that with an admiration uh, shows where your heart's at. Right. Yeah, just the whole idea that, you know, I'm, I've got this hero, the sports star hero. Well, that's that's conflicting. Yeah. You know, and for my own children, and if your father's listening out there, I just challenge you, you know, if your children are seeing you enjoy being entertained by godless people, then you have to ask yourself the question, how are my children going to interpret this? Mm. You know, are they basically you're putting your stamp of approval. Right. On these people that you're, you know, the scripture's pretty clear, Corinthians, by beholding, we're becoming. You know, right. if you're if you're looking at these people's lives, you they're they're, they're your heroes, then there's some element, it's I'm not saying it's total, mm-hmm. but there's some element of they're influencing you. Yeah. And so do you want that influence in your own life and do you want this, your children to see you approving mm-hmm. of this kind of lifestyle? Right. Yeah. I mean, because it's very closely connected uh to what we're about to go into. You can't really separate the the NFL from the halftime shows and from the commercials. And that's what we're going to get into uh, coming up next. But, uh, you know, going back to, you know, the stadium, these guys play in a stadium. Right. So like this goes back to like Greek games and like, you know, one of my favorite holidays is, you know, Hanukkah because it talks about how Judah Maccabee was one who disapproved, like did not approve of the games. Right. And, uh, and that's a, a question we have to ask ourselves. It was obvious in his time, right? right? I mean, they're exercising naked. They're playing these games. Na- it was for a Jewish person who the Jewish people throughout history have greatly valued modesty. Mm. You know, they've greatly valued, uh, you know, the, I, the, in, from what I've read, the Greeks glorified the human body, right? Yeah. right? And so, but whereas the Jewish people, they glorified uh, the, just the heart. The there was more of the, the, spirit, the inner, right? yeah, the spirit. There was more of an emphasis on developing your your uh, character, right. and not so much emphasis on developing your physical body. Where the Greeks, it was all backwards. Right. And you're so, showing me here, like gymnasium actually means exercising naked. Like that was something that was a part of that whole. Right. Yeah. You arena. can you can look up the word gymnasium on a you know just etymology of right. words, and it, it'll show you. It means exercising naked, wow. which comes from. The Greeks. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so obviously Judah Maccabee, he was a God-fearing Jew. He hated that. Right. He hated that whole world. And the question for us today is, okay, yeah, it's not as blatant as it was in the Greek world, but how much of that culture is influencing our culture? Right. And, and there's definitely an element there. Right. And how hard is it, you know, if, you know, you two are to, let's say you are to watch it, but at the same time, like you don't watch the halftime shows, like you're right. still... You know, your children are going to have a hard time understanding what's okay and what's not. Like, I mean, right. how many of you actually sit down after the Super Bowl, if you watch the Super Bowl, and tell your children, well, you know, we didn't watch this because of this, but this was okay because of this. <laughs> right. Like, nobody does that. Right. You know, so how are children really supposed to understand the uh, the separation? You know, and, it, and it's a hard separation to justify it. Uh, so we were talking about, you know, the halftime shows. I mean, I know... Um, from past experiences, that's what, you know, we did in my family, you know, turn off the halftime show, but you know, commercials pop up and, um, it's very connected to the, uh, immorality is very connected to that. Right. The Super Bowl is known as a magnet for human trafficking. It's, it's known as the largest sex trafficking event of the year. Wow. And which is just, that's horrific. Right. Absolutely. Uh, here's a blog I found after halftime. It says, we claim to hate human sex trafficking, yet here we are wetting the sexual appetites of men who will exploit sex slaves in what is known as the largest sex trafficking event of the year. So totally unacceptable. Right, yeah. Uh, so to, is, uh, to even approve of this 
event is, I believe, unacceptable. Right. Uh, because of the level of blatant evil yeah. that is going on at this event. Right. Uh, you know, some people would say, well, I'm not, you know, supporting it with my money. Mm. I'm just watching it on TV. Right. The truth is, and this goes uh, for pornography as well, and I just want to call it out like it is, is that if you watch it, if you watch the Super Bowl, if you watch, you know, you skip the halftime, but for every viewer that they get, that's increasing the value of that show. Right. If, if someone's watching pornography online, the more views that that gets, the more value that that is getting, you're basically contributing to the evil by watching it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you're, in, you're increasing the, the monetary value right. of that, of whatever it is, because the advertisers are paying to be on those, you know, the, the advertising clips in between the, the actual game. They're being paid, or they're paying based on how many viewers there are. Right. And so the more viewers they've got, the more money. Right, especially online, you know, because they yeah. can track that, you know, YouTube and all these things, you know. They, yeah. Yeah, they're tracking that, and it's, it's making them money if you're watching. So them. simply, you think, well, you know, I'm not... I'm not investing it, but by simply watching it, you are actually investing into the whole thing. Right. And, and, and recognizing, you know, that, you know, NFL is, you know, removing the mask of it, you know, for the, the monster of what really it's, it's fueling the human lust, you know, right. for like a, a violence, you know, a, a triumphant and, and also the sexual lust of all those coming in right. at the same time. You know, this is the largest it's known, you know, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a fact out there. I don't know if this is a fact or not, but I, I heard, excuse me, that there's more children conceived at mm. the Super Bowl than any other time of the year. Mm. Like, so like, this is something that is is awakening this in men, like this right. this whole thing, and uh, and so yeah, if you're not feeding, if you're not feeding the monster, if you're not, then you're you're eating the monster. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, both are really not good for you. Whether you're feeding the monster and it's you know take you know taking someone else out you know exploiting right. all these people, but if you're watching it, then you're feeding yourself a monster. Right. And we, you know the the eyes are the lamp of the body. Right. And we just we just feel like it's such a at the very least a waste of time. Right. All right, and let's look at Philippians one ten that you may approve the things that are excellent that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. So. Can we approve that Super Bowl is excellent? Yeah, I would say after the things we've seen, no. Yeah, we can't. We can't approve of it. Mm-hmm. We can't approve and say that it's an excellent thing. Uh, Paul's here encouraging the Philippians approve the things that are excellent. Mm-hmm. If there's things that are excellent in the world, approve of those things. That yeah. those are things to learn about, to grow in. Super Bowl. Spend our time watching. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl is not one of them. Right. Uh, we want to be sincere and without offense till the day of Messiah. Amen. We want to. We want to get out the things that are corrupting. Mm. And they are corrupt at their very core. Yeah. So, question: you know, We mentioned this in the early part of this podcast. Are organized sports evil? No. Neither Aaron and I are not saying that. No, you know, we're, we're, we're we've enjoyed playing, and I don't even know of people ministries that are using basketball to do outreach to. And your I think dad, your dad did that in his younger days. You know, he started a basketball team and reached out to some young right. youth that were in the projects of yeah. his town and. And change their life. It can be a way of, you know, just bridging that gap mm-hmm. to, you know, to reach people with the gospel. Right. Um, so, th- no, we're not saying that they're all, they all are innately evil. Right. But can they be? Yes, they can be corrupted. Yeah. Um, can they be a distraction from true discipleship? I believe absolutely, absolutely yeah. they can. Um, and as, ancient, uh, as Aaron mentioned earlier, what would early Christians have thought if you said you were going to a coliseum to watch a competition? You know, that whole world, I, I think we, we like to think that 
were disconnected mm. from that whole Roman Coliseum, Greek gymnasium. But no, we're right. there are some connections. Yeah, there absolutely. are some connections to that world that are still at play in our in our times. Mm-hmm. And so do we want to be participating in that? Do we want to just be wrapped up and totally, you know, like this is the best thing, right, you know? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I, if we're true disciples of Yeshua, if we're true disciples of Jesus, then I don't believe that there's space for, for that, to right. that, how corrupt these things are right. to be in our lives. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is just not knowing, you know, maybe, maybe it could be, but you know, now that you know, you know, they'll be accountable for what, for what we know. And, um, right. You know, 2 Timothy uh, 2.22 says, Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know, we're fleeing the youthful lusts. You know, that's what this, as we can see from these these facts, you know, that that's what this, you know, is portraying. This is what this is offering to all these people is the youthful lusts. Um, but we got to pursue the righteousness, faith, and love, and peace uh, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Yeah, just the whole idea. Let's let's do this together. Gather, be with people that are pursuing God. Right. Be with people that are pursuing the Lord out of a pure heart, mm. not with people that enjoy flirting with right. all the corruption of the world. Right. You know, yeah. you want to find a group of people that are pressing in, and and seeking God. Right. Yeah. If you're not moving, you're gonna fall over. You know, it's the whole <laughs> riding the bike thing. You know, if you're not right. moving towards God, if you're not pursuing God, then you're gonna you're gonna fall over. It's just a matter right. of time. Right. Ephesians 5.11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So don't have fellowship with it. Don't don't hang out with it. Mm. It's it's not worth it. Uh, expose it. Yeah, And absolutely. that's what our hope is for this podcast. You know, it, the decision is yours. You right. know, will you approve of it? Will you have fellowship with it? Uh, or will you expose it for the yeah. evil that is, is in it? And we just encourage you to take a stand. Yeah. You know, be a Maccabee. Be right. a modern-day Maccabee and say, I'm not going along. You know, yes, there are, as we've mentioned, millions of people right. that are on this this bandwagon. Yeah. And but you don't have to go with them. No. no. <laughs> I just want to tell you. You don't got to go that way. You don't have to go with the millions of people that are following this. And biggest point I just want to reemphasize is for the sake of your children. Right. They're watching what you approve of, mm. what you put a stamp of approval on. If you put your stamp of approval on this, the wickedness that the Super Bowl represents. Right then there will be lasting consequences, I believe. Right. And so take that to heart. Yeah. Don't just brush that out of the way. Right. Um, it will become more wicked, I believe. Yes. As we've seen over the past decade, it has become more wicked. That trend will not stop, I don't believe. Our, I mean, just open your eyes. Right. The world is becoming more and more entrenched in wickedness. Mm-hmm. And to think that it's going to become better is deception. Putting your head in the sand. Yeah. yeah. It will become worse. And yeah. so what are you approving of? And what were your children, were your children's memories of you being that you got so excited for the Super Bowl and they will they carry on that into their lives and 50 years from now, it being totally like even at the gladiator level. And they're like, well, this is what my dad did. Right. And they're just like, like that frog in the water mm-hmm. that just getting, getting boiled. We say jump out of the pot now. Yeah, it's obvious pot. now. Don't wait till it gets worse. Right. Get out of it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, my encouragement is, you know, don't be excited about this the NFL and make all these plans and the Super Bowl and then not be excited to take your children to church. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've got to get away from that. The church is an exciting place. You know, if you're excited about it, the excitement of the Lord, meeting the Lord, that's where the excitement need to be. That's what your right. children need to see you being excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of what Yeshua said, can anyone serve two masters? You know, and this is what my dad did. And I, I'm so grateful for my dad saying no to this world because he was, he was in it, mm-hmm. he was totally in it. 
he I remember him telling stories they had uh, he played college football but he had a pro football player come to their school and they were and they were just really this pro football player was just putting everybody to shame on all these different speed things and everything well at the end they said well who, who you got to that can arm wrestle this guy and, the, and they pulled that in he beat this guy in arm wrestling yeah. <laughs> after he was just creaming it. and so the whole the whole school was just like throwing him up in the air so excited <laughs> and uh, so he was a he was a star in his school and they actually called him refrigerator because out in the because he's only 510 and about in the field he he was so wide yeah. that he just looked like a refrigerator because <laughs> so, most linebackers are going to be like six foot something at least right. you know six six so all these other linebackers are like standing a good you know maybe a foot taller than dad but he's out there just really broad they called him refrigerator <laughs> but uh but he you know he was involved in that but at a certain point in his life he had some friends that challenged him on this and said you know i think this is an idol so as we're wrapping up this podcast just want to encourage all of our listeners out there just to consider what is this effect of football and my own family? You know, is there something there that's distracting from living out the first commandment, which is to love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength? In the American society, there seems to be this pull away from making God first place, and these other things are, are competing, mm, right. really, for our affections, for our zeal. Even you I mean, there's a lot of zeal over football. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I long to see men especially take on the calling of this John the Baptist, Elijah called, you know, this is a turning the hearts of the fathers back to their children, mm. turning the hearts of the children to the fathers. And this is the spirit of Elijah and men are getting excited about things that are everlasting. Yeah. Football yeah. is such a temporal thing. I mean, as we mentioned before, you know, there's a place for exercise and teamwork and all this stuff that, but the level of zeal and energy that the American society puts into football, it's, idolatry yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so let's check our hearts you know let's see where we're at on this and we just want to encourage you to love god with all amen. of your heart amen that's our that's our exhortation yeah god is a consuming fire yep let's give him that first place in our life well everybody hope you enjoyed this um be uh be sure to look out for the coming podcast We've got mr tommy's uh testimony coming up in this next week so uh you guys sure to listen out for that but uh, until then god bless and this is the voice of my beloved podcast